Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Oglethorpe? Are we suspended? I, I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, selfish hockey. hockey. That's right, selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it no doubt about it eh you're listening to kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio the original st louis blues hockey fan podcast take it away boys hey blues fans i like to consider myself a friend of the show this is tsn analyst and former blues netminder jamie mcclennan and here's kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio welcome to season 10 episode 57 this is episode number 350 all time of Let's Go Blues Radio with the often imitated, never duplicated. Say hi to your mom for us. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to rockin'thatidealife.com and centerizedbrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It is Wednesday, September 14th. We're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook to interact with the show. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just do a search for us. You'll find us. Uh, you can also live chat during this show. If you're listening live, uh, I'm Kurt Price, and my co-host tonight is Bill Day. Uh, Jeff Ponder is, uh, I'll say the same joke again because no one heard the first time. He's down with a sickness. On this shoe, we'll be talking about uh, Jordan Cairo's big contract extension and the social media talk that was uh, surrounding that. Uh, also, the Traverse City Prospects Tournament starts tomorrow. Uh, some Torpchenko news, all that and more on this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Bill. How you doing? Uh, I'm. I am doing um, this lovely false fall evening in uh, mid September. It's beautiful. No humidity outside. Loving it. Although here I am in in a you know enclosed room with no windows open because you know we're trying to do a podcast and stuff. <laughs> but right. Well, um, I played some pickleball this evening, so I enjoyed the weather. Um, a little warm, but not nothing, anything to complain about by any means. Um, let's see. Jeff Ponder is actually joining us in the uh, chat. So not so much live. He's, uh, he's a little bedridden right now. So, hey, Jeff. And uh, Divide by Zero is in there as well. Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, he says Divide by Zero cannot wait for the season to begin. He's in Florida right now. Oh. <laughs> um. Official beers of episode number 350. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is CPrice12, Jeff's is JPonder94, and Bill's is BillyBlueNote33. Jeff, or Bill, 
What you got, sir? No, you, you followed the right order. I did. I did. Gone, right? you I'm know, a creature but... of habit. Yes, yes, you are. So I am going with a great preseason beer, Ill Repute from Four Hands. It is a pumpkin stout, um, not too heavy. Um, first out, not enough body for my taste, um, but you know, good pumpkin flavor. Eh, it, it's a good preseason beer. It's appropriate for tonight. This is a preseason show. This is a preseason beer. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> I, I enjoy that beer that you have. Um, and I feel like I'm uh, trying to clean up my fridge. I said this last week, or last time I was on, because um, like I said, Jeff has been holding down the fort uh, this summer with a bunch of uh, shows, interview shows, doing a fantastic job. Uh, the great thing about what Jeff does during the summer is that it's not really time sensitive. So you can go back and you can listen to those shows at any time to, to, you know, it's not like you're, it's not like you're, you know, if you're a week behind on, on a normal live show during the season, you know, well, we're, re- we're recapping something that's probably old news after a week or so. So, uh, Jeff stuff is, uh, does not really expire if you will. Anyway, yeah, uh, no, totally yeah. not. Yeah. And you know, it's it's obvious, right? That the two guys that skip leg day are, are the ones that are hosted the show tonight. So, <laughs> right. yeah, uh, get better soon, Jeff. Yeah, well, when the show first started, uh, when we tried to get started, we were starting late. I heard an echo. I was getting feedback. I was getting like a mix minus thing back at me, and I'm like, "What is going on?" I couldn't figure it out. All the nothing had changed with the settings. So when when I restarted the show uh, after we had the faux pas uh where we couldn't start on youtube uh this and there was no echo it hadn't changed a goddamn thing and all of a sudden no echo I, stage 10 i hate you i hate i hate you for switching very soon <laughs> i said that before anyway. uh my beer is uh goose islands 312 lemonade shandy uh i got a few more of these left need to get rid of these uh before fall officially hits would you would you call the fake fall full fall False fall. False fall. False, False fall. fall. <laughs> I like full fall. That is where we are, according to the, um, I think it was the Missouri 14 seasons guide. Mm-hmm. Right. I've That's seen that. Okay. Uh, Jessica Ponder says, you also started like 40 minutes late. Yeah. Yeah. Not my fault. It's stage 10's fault. We had echo issues and it wasn't anything on my end. It was, it was in fact, stage 10's problem. And then... Like Ponder noticed a couple shows ago, he had two streams for YouTube and I chose the one and went live. It said we were live, but we weren't. So I had to restart it. Not my fault. Worst show ever need phone Ponder. Yeah. We, everyone needs more Ponder. Uh, I think <laughs> we're going to start to we'll get into the Jordan Kyrou talk uh, right after this message from ID Life. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of rockinthatidlife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being which i need with the way i play 
In phase three, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Jordan Cairo signed a big new contract, eight years, $65 million which carries an 8.125 million cap hit, which is the exact same deal Robert Thomas signed earlier this season. Uh, Heard some uh, folks a few days ago claiming to have super secret sources who said there was no way Kyrie was going to get 8 million plus per. Not a chance, according to their sources. And they trust their sources. Well, their sources were wrong. Um, Need new sources. Stop trusting their sources. Stop trusting your sources or stop saying you have sources because your sources, you know what? You don't have a source if the source is wrong. They're not a source. I mean, when your source is never right, if, just if, put, right. they're not a source. If, if they're it's wrong consistently, you should not consider them a source. Yeah, what makes them and a if source do, if they don't have the info? You're not the smart one. No, no. Mm. So that was, uh, that was kind of funny. But... Um, so, yeah, everything about Kyrie's contract is identical to Thomas's, uh, which was signed earlier uh, in this uh, offseason. Even the yearly uh, salary structure and the uh, no-trade clause uh, structure and stuff, it's exactly the same. Um, no signing bonus with this contract. Um, Kyrie does have one year left on his current contract, which has a $2.8 million cap hit. Uh, then his new contract kicks in for the 23-24 season. Has a no trade clause that kicks in during the 25-26 season, and that carries through the last year of the contract, which where it converts to a modified no trade clause where Kairou can submit a 15-team no trade list. He'll be 33 when the contract expires. Um, uh, Doug Armstrong on Kairou, uh, quote, we are excited to have a player of his caliber locked up for the, for the meat of his career with Robert Thomas. We're playing for today and building for the future. And having those two guys signed long-term is the cornerstone of what we're trying to accomplish. Um, Army on Cairo and Thomas, uh, they were priority players for us. Of course, they knew it. We were upfront with them on why they, uh, why we thought they were priority players. I lobbed the ball back to them to earn their money. And then Army on the potential risk involved with Cairo Thomas contracts, uh, which is what the current concern that some folks had, you know, it's a long contract, you know, and, and Kairou's not good defensively, which we'll get into. Uh, there's always a risk. There's a risk of injury. There's risk of poor play. There's always risk out there. Uh, but there's a belief that I have on these two players that they're going to be the pillar of what we build around. Um, I think, I think uh, I can get behind that statement. I think if you're going to build behind two players for the future, you know, these two guys are it uh, forwards anyway. Um, Fan response to this uh, contract ranged from uh, jubilation at how much of a steal it was to how this was a horrible deal for a guy who can't play defense. <laughs> so you got to love social media. Uh, Bill, your uh, your take on uh, on Kairou's contract? You like it? You hate it? You're indifferent? You think, ah, wait and see? How, where, where you stand? Um, I mean, I, I think it's the right contract to give, right? You got the two guys that you are – the two cornerstone players for the future of this team, right? It, hands down, right? O'Reilly, Tarasenko, they're, they're, you know, crest in the butte at this point, right? You're not going to 
build everything around them long term. So having them around, you know, is going to be good. But what you count on in the future is having Thomas and Cairo. They're both excellent, young, offensive players. Both need to work on parts of their game. But, you know, to, to get both of these guys locked up for the next eight years, I, I think that's that's very key. Um, you know, I, I think that it's it's probably going to be a, a rough a rough year, um, rougher than um, a, a lot of people will probably want to think. I, you know, I, I think we've fallen in the pecking order in the Central Division. Um, but, you know, after this year, we've got some contracts coming off the book that will be able to reshape the roster. Um, and the way that they did it, you know, the, with these two deals, that they're structuring it to where these are the guys you built mm-hmm. around, right? Maybe maybe O'Reilly comes back next year for a little bit less money. Um, maybe somebody pays them too much. But you got the two guys that you need going forward locked up. And, you know, that's that's just, that's going to be huge, right? We didn't lose either of them with some crazy RFA stuff like, you know, Kachuk, right? Calgary wasn't going to pay him that money coming out of his RFA deal um, that he got, you know, in Florida. So um, yeah, there's risk to it, but I like it. I'm, I'm a fan of it. I think uh, the general, um, the portion of social media that was negative or towards this deal uh, reminded me a lot. And the, the, the criticisms they gave uh, reminded me a lot of Brett Hall when he was here and how the complaints about Brett Hall were he can't play defense, right? So that, you heard that a lot. So, um, you know, not, not every fantastically talented offensive player is going to be good defensively. Um, hopefully Cairo improves his game and gets better, right, defensively. Um, but it, that might not happen. But if he's putting up 80, 90 points a season, it's that's that's a that's your trade off, right? So, um, right. But you know, with with Brett Holm, I you know, I, nobody cared that he could play defense until ninety six, ninety seven, well, after New Jersey switched the paradigm in the league to actually, hey, you have to play defense to win. Well, that but, was sports talk radio in St. Louis at the time. It was just you, the the. Folks calling up and giving their two cents that sometimes aren't right. worth anything. And uh, it, that I, Brat Hall guy, <laughs> Brat Hall, he can't he can't play defense. I I don't know about him. He, I mean, he might score fifty goals a season, but if he's on the ice for seventy five, what good is he? So that's why why is it when you, you, you why is it when you make a when you make a southern accent, uh, it's always in a insulting manner towards the group you're talking about. I don't, I just, I, why I, that's, yeah. hmm. I, I think, I think that's called unconscious bias, but okay. Racism of know. sorts. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Kyrie put up 75 points last season, uh, 27 goals, 48 assists in his breakout year. Um, I think as fans, we expect that's, it was fantastic. But you know, seventy-five points at his age uh, and and how he's developing, you expect him to build on that, become an eighty, eighty-five, ninety-point guy um, in the future, in the next, hopefully, the next couple of years or so. That'd be great. Um, that was good for twelfth in the NHL last season among right wingers. His seventy-five points. To give you some perspective, uh, Bushnevich was eleventh 
in the NHL amongst right wingers with 76 points. And his cap hit is only $5.8 million. So if Kyra's deal is a good one, then Bushnevich's deal is one of the best in the NHL. It was fantastic. Um, and uh, I guess let's not forget how we acquired Kyra. Um, June 24th, 2016, Blues traded Brian Elliott to the Calgary Flames for a second round pick in 2016 and a third round pick in 2018. And on June 25th, the next day, the Blues drafted Jordan Kyra with the second round pick, which is number 35 overall. Um, I mean, we can think back on that trade and how I hated it at the time. I didn't think it was very good. I thought we didn't, I didn't think we got enough for a guy like Brian Elliott, who while he, during his time here with the blues, he had the best goals against average and the best save percentage in the NHL. He was number one goalie in those two stat categories in the entire NHL, uh, during his five years here. And statistically speaking, uh, you could argue he's one of the, he's the best goalie in blues history to date. So, um, right. That, that is a very logical and coherent argument. And I just have to add on top of it. I also got my Brian Elliott Jersey the day before his last game as a blue. So I fucking hated well, it even worse. And and we were coming off that nice playoff run where we beat the Hawks right. in seven round one with Elliott backstop right. in the blues, beating Dallas in seven, and then finally falling to the sharks in the conference final. It was a great run uh, that he had. Yeah. And then we trade him two months later. Yeah. And I, I just, I think the circumstances around it were really what, you know, not, not, you know, it, to me that, that seemed to be, you know, army, um, you know, making things personal and getting rid of a guy who challenged him. Right. Saying, I want him, I want you to say I'm your number one. Yeah. And yeah. Said, nope. Which, yeah. Which I mean, okay. Hindsight being 2020 and looking how Elliot played after he left the blues, he didn't, he could never find the success that he had here, uh, elsewhere. Uh, and actually right. had, he actually, and Calgary made him the number one, <laughs> but that didn't last the entire season. He didn't, he didn't play. Particularly no, well. no. Calgary was awful that yeah. year. And, and yeah. Yeah. And, and he peaked here. He, he, he peaked. peaked here and it, and it, well, and I think it just kind of worked, you know, the system we had and, and him and goal, it just worked. He was good. Mm -hmm. He was really good here with the blues. And I think that, so anyway, that, that, uh, that is the, was the basis for the, um, dislike of the trade at the time thinking, uh, you know, you trade a guy who has this, uh, these numbers over the past so many years and you, you got a second and a third, which, you right. know, you were hoping for a one, hoping for a better, for a legit prospect or something. But you got picks. So, and picks were a crapshoot. You know, you never know. But six years right. later, you know, we got a good one. Yeah, that's true. The other, the other part to not like about that was that they were really betting way too much on Jake Allen. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. At that point, Bennington was a running joke on the show. Right. Yes. <laughs> what about Bennington? <laughs> right. And nobody knew that he was going to come along and win us a damn Staley Cup. Yeah. Thank right? God it, for Bennington. It, it was awful. But yeah, yeah, and God, I'll I'll tell you what, the worst thing last year about the uh, Avalanche playoff run was Brian Elliott not getting the cup, even though he didn't do a whole lot for Tampa. I wanted to see that. That was the storyline uh, that that I bought into. But there were so many anyway. reasons. Yeah, there were so many reasons why I wanted Tampa to win the cup last season, but it, and I was able to ignore the fact they had won the previous two. I didn't, you know, I was like, you know, usually when the team yeah. does it, I'm like, okay, get off, get off a high horse, right. somebody knock them off. Uh, but it was Colorado, right. you know, going against. Them. I'm like, I'm not rooting for Colorado, and Elliot's there, so I'm like, ah, I want. It'd be cool to see Elliot get a cup, but uh, didn't pan out. 
Um, but yeah, we got Kyrie out of that. So yeah, I mean, you know, at the at the end of the day, you know, it's it's working out really well for us. So and and I and I always look back on on like trade trees and stuff that and you know who you draft and and oh wow we didn't make this trade one of this person. I think uh, you know you could say that with some level of you know security, but there's also that chance that we still draft Cairo in that draft too. I mean, maybe we take him earlier. Maybe we make another trade to, to get a second round pick to mm-hmm. take him. Um, you know, we still may have tr- drafted him some way if, if he was on our radar. So that's, that's possible. So it's not like we definitely wouldn't have him if we hadn't traded Elliot, but uh, we probably wouldn't have, I think. Um, but I think in reality, as far as this deal goes, I like the deal. Um, it's probably lies somewhere between a steal and an overpayment. I, I think it's probably fair, a fair based on the dollar values that players are making now. Um, I think it, it looks pretty good. Uh, if he can maintain his point production or a little higher, I think it'd be a good deal. Um, and you know, they, you can look at any long-term deal and, People always say, well, the cap's going to go up, you know, and in three or four years, this will be look like a really good deal because we'll have more cap space and yada, yada, yada. Um, so I think that's something that's said after every single long-term signing deal. Well, in three or four years, when the cap goes up, we'll have, this will be great. So, Wait, can, can you remind me, in this world of inflation, when was last time the NHL cap moved significantly? Uh, it's been a while, but uh, I think they're saying it's going to go up after this season. It, is that what it was? Yeah. I yeah. think that I, I mean think I, I would be shocked with you know with inflation being a real thing right now that yeah. you know you can't keep wages down across True. the board. True. Um, no, and I, and, I, I and teams have it, right? You know, it's it's just over the over the course of this uh this CBA and this this uh salary cap, if you know, I, I haven't done analysis on it. I don't I don't have time in my life to do that kind of thing, which I would love to. But you know, it, it teams have adapted, right? They they've learned where to allocate their money. And I think this is a really good bet giving these two young stud cornerstone offensive players this money, this term, this is, this is when you do it. Right. So uh, um, I'm all for what we've done. And uh, yeah. Uh, Divide by zero says uh, he signs for signing bonuses up front and 1 million per. Oh, and I, they're talking about O'Reilly. That's predictions. I see. Not Kyrou. I was gonna say, no, Kyrou, <laughs> Kyrou has no signing bonus, but I think that's uh, talking about O'Reilly. Never mind. Uh, Kairou is only 24 years old, uh, he'll be 25 with another year of experience under his belt when this contract kicks in. So if he projects his expected hope, he could be an elite player, putting up 80, 90 points, like I talked about, um, after the season. So that would put him in the top five or so in points for right wingers, uh, and making 8 million per, you know, it's a, it's a good deal. Um, I think so that would, and that would wait. Did, did you just make a reference that Kyrie's not elite? Because we all know Robert Thomas is elite, <laughs> and they're getting the same money. Well, uh, if you're top five in the league, you're elite. That's the definition, right? It's the, the arbitrary, randomized yeah. assignment of uh, right. get defined elite. That, that, yep. that seems right. <laughs> top five is definitely elite. Top 10 is elite. Top 12 uh, in your position, that's elite. Um. I don't know. I'm not going to, you don't, I, I, elite's an, 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 a subjective term. It's you look at a player, if he's elite, he's elite. You know, you, you, you know it when you see it. It's like pornography. You can't define it, but you know it when you see it. 
it's, it's, you know, that's it was, was that the Supreme Court or Congress, right? <laughs> Lawmakers, right? Have, have determined that's right. That's the right. definition. The open-ended definitions, like yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Biggest cop out. Um, all right, so uh, there's some news with uh, Bennington, who uh, may have had surgery. People aren't sure. Um, we'll discuss that after this word from Sunrise Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerize Brewery. That's right. Centerize Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Centerize Brewery. Let's go Blues. So, as you mentioned, uh, Jordan Bennington may have had cleanup knee surgery this offseason. And uh, Armstrong was asked about it. He said he wasn't sure if Bennington had offseason surgery to address his cadre-caused knee injury in the second round of the playoffs last season. Uh, but uh, Armstrong did say he feels he'll be ready to go by the start of training camp. So I think this is uh, it's, it's kind of weird. Um that even if a player uh, does not go through the team doctors and uh, surgeons to have a, a, a procedure done and they go off on their own, um, you would think that that the GM would be informed of such a decision. Um, maybe HIPAA laws uh, prevent that and don't require that, but you would think that he would be in the know somehow, right? Right. It's You'd think it's contractual, right, that, that... – the, the team knows it to me. It's just like uh, army, you know, army's in preseason mode too. Right. He, he should be plugged in. Um, but you know, the NHL GMs, you know, the, the NHL good old boys network, they all still like their Canada Lake holidays for long periods of time. And uh, that's why not a whole lot of business gets done through <laughs> July and August. Right. No. So, no. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's concerning because it's you know our number one goalie, and we just let Huso walk, and you know <laughs> you don't know that that happened, and now you're going to rely on Thomas Grice. Uh, uh, yeah. That that part worries me. <laughs> well, but he's but supposed if, to be. You right. know, if right, and and if and if it was a significant surgery, Armstrong would have probably said, "Don't do it." So something tells me it, it did happen and it's not that big of a deal. So, uh, I mean, cleanup surgery kind of, you know, it's not, it's nothing structural. Uh, so I, it wasn't, I, I'm assuming cause you don't, they don't release that information, but it's like, it wasn't like repair surgery for what happened for the injury. That Cairo, right. that uh, just uh, Kadri right. cleaning out scar tissue, cleaning up scar tissue, yeah. yeah. So, um, that, that I mean, that's that's it. so you just heal the, the wound, heals, you know, and and uh, uh, internally from the uh, from the cleanup surgery, and then you're you're good to go. It's not like something has to, you know, like you're reattaching tendons or something, which take a lot longer. Um, I guess, I th- I think. 
some people are making this out to be more than it is. I guess, I guess since the Blues, they, they don't have a Buffalo situation where like well, Eichel wanted to go off and get a surgery done by some other doctor, mm-hmm. and the team said no, no. So uh, it's interesting the difference because you know, Bennington had this done. It wasn't an experimental procedure or anything. It was, but it was not within the team of doctors and. Uh, so he had done it. And I guess it's, it's a completely different environment as far as uh, the GM, as far as Army and what he knows as far as procedures go in the offseason. The players could be having all kinds of stuff done to them in the offseason. Right. And he wouldn't know. I don't know. Um, I, and I think Tarasenko's, uh, maybe Tarasenko's uh, issue with his shoulder um, had something to do with uh, with Cairo's decision or uh, Bennington's decision to to go out of house <laughs> to get, get a little side piece done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, may, I maybe is there like a, I wonder if there's like some kind of a deep mistrust with the uh, blues doctors. Yeah. Could be at this point, especially if it's just cleanup surgery. You're not even, it's nothing that's nothing major. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Something mm. to think about, especially if, uh, you know, the next person that gets hurt and, who they have do their surgery. I guess the uh, best job now to have is the blue surgeons. They just, they don't work on anybody. They just get paid. (laughs) Uh, Torpchenko uh, is ahead of schedule, his injury. So uh, Armstrong said he has been training like a madman after shoulder surgery and is ahead of his mid-December schedule. So if he could come back in October, November, that'd be cool. I think I really like Torpchenko. I liked what I saw from him last season. Oh, yeah. I think I think he's going to be one of those uh, indispensable fourth line guys. That's that's how I'm thinking he could pan out. You know, he's big, he's fast, he's he hits, he can score a little. You know, it's uh, right. I think I think he's one of those guys that fans are going to love. Yeah, no, he. I mean, his his play below the goal line last year was just it it was it was eye opening, right? And and the speed in you know on the four check. Just, yeah, the size, like you said, the size, the speed, and he's got a little bit of hands. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think, you know, with, with injuries, he could probably slot up to a, you know, second or third line. And, uh, yeah, everything he showed us last year was great. Um, you know, just one thing I, I don't want to see is him rushing back too quickly uh, from, yeah, from shoulder surgery, we have bad, you know, and maybe he didn't have the blues, right? We yeah. we have bad bad juju when it comes to Russians and shoulder surgery and coming back too quickly. So, but yeah, he probably took Tarasenko's advice and you know had it done elsewhere. Yeah, I it's uh, if if he had it done elsewhere, then you're like, well, what's going on? <laughs> what are the blues doctors even doing? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he he should be back apparently sooner rather than later. So that's good. I I know when I heard that mid December was the targeted uh, return date for him back, you know, at, uh, in the early off season, I was like, oh wow, he's gonna miss a chunk of the season. But um, maybe not so much now. Yeah. And uh, did I did I not read that he's uh, switched to jersey number thirteen this year? Has he? I, Lucky I number thirteen. Yeah, I'll, uh, uh, Nuchushkin. Okay. At least Nuchushkin when he was in Dallas, right? I think he was 
What, what, what was he wearing in uh, Colorado? I, I can't remember. Uh, the uh, Traverse City Prospects Tournament starts tomorrow, um, or if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, it starts today. Um, Detroit, Toronto, Columbus, Dallas, and St. Louis routinely play in this yearly tournament. Uh, so we got... Uh, where? Where is it? It is in uh, Traverse City, Michigan. <laughs> Thank you. Traverse. Thank you. Sorry. Jeff right. is not <laughs> Jeff is not here to defend himself. So the Traverse City uh, tournament. Maybe maybe Stephen uh, from Two G One C is going up there, and we could get him back on to uh, school us on the Traverse City tournament. Traverse. The uh, yeah, it's it's Traverse on this show. <laughs> we traverse the city. Uh, so Detroit, Toronto, Columbus, Dallas, and St. Louis uh, are participating. A um, few notable uh, names to look at. Uh, we got the Zach Balduk who's playing. Jack Neighbors, obviously, will be a guy to watch. Um, Michael, uh, uh, I pronounce this, Buchinger? I'm going with Buchinger. Um, on defense, uh, one of the uh, better prospects the Blues have on defense, so the best, I guess, uh, Blues defensive prospect. Who's not named uh, Prunovich? Prunovich is no longer a prospect, right? He's on the team this season. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. He's making the team. He has to. Uh, he has to. Yeah. Right. He's he's uh, hanging out with all the boys at the golf tournament. Yeah. I don't know if you saw any of the videos from that, but uh, I, did. I did. Yeah. He's part of the core, I think. Good. Good. He needs to play so, chunk this year, not just on the power play, please. So. Yeah. So let me ask. Do you still think Zach Bolduc will never crack this lineup? <laughs> he does not have the name. I mean, uh, I, I, <laughs> he's. I mean, he's third on our prospect chart, right? I guess uh, for forwards. Yeah. I, he he'll, he'll see some games, but I don't know, man. I just I got a feeling it's a, I, it has nothing to do with his on ice abilities. It's just some kind of gut feeling with his name. It's not hitting me right. It's a stupid analysis, I know, but it's just. It's not feel um i don't know maybe maybe he'll be all right but we'll see I, i'm gonna guess uh i'm gonna guess uh, uh here's my projection prediction for ball duke um fourth line guy play 35 games with this that's about it sticking with it huh i have to you know, as much <laughs> as uh lou has uh talked him up uh you know, before this tournament. So, yeah, right. I mean, I, I said that a while back, so I'll stick with it. And even though if it's, it's a ridiculous take. Uh, all right. The first game for the blues is uh, 2 PM on the 15th. Uh, and then uh, 5 30 PM on the 16th and 10 AM on the 18th. The games will be televised on the blues app or the blues YouTube channel at youtube.com slash St. Louis blues. Uh, this, you know, back back a number of years, this tournament was never televised until the last two, three years, I think. On uh, and, it, and I've always felt it should have been streamed live online and, and give some mm -hmm. local high school or college broadcaster a, a spot behind the mic for some exposure and experience or something. Uh, I'm glad they're finally starting to, to broadcast these things every year. Yeah, I, I think a couple of years ago, the only way that you could watch it was like Columbus's stream. Yes, right? something they, like the other team had it. They, yeah. yeah, Columbus they, of all teams. That pissed right. me off. They took a crew and put a guy with an iPhone upstairs and let yeah. him film it. It yeah. doesn't take much. Look at us. It doesn't take much to live stream. You can do this. Right. It's not hard. 
Uh, and the uh, Blues National uh, TV schedule uh, was released. And I, for the life of me, I can't find it on the website. But I pulled up yeah. back. There's 14. 14 national televised games? Yes, 14. Yeah. Um, yeah. Second behind um, Pittsburgh and Minnesota. Each okay. got 15 national games. So. Which, which is going to piss off a lot of people. You know, I can't. I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, I well, like, just, I like I, a variety. And it, it's, not, it's not like we have to listen to Pierre Maguire anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. I like a variety too. But I think, you know, people um, for, I, like, they don't subscribe to that station. So they don't get it. You know, so they got it like, like a Hulu. Or ESPN Plus and Hulu. If you don't have ESPN Plus, you can't watch it. Um, like, like on October 27th, it's on ESP, uh, the game against Nashville is on ESPN Plus and Hulu. And there's a couple on TNT, ESPN, ESPN, and then again on ESPN Plus and Hulu, and then ABC, ESPN Plus. And then, uh, so, I mean, you know, I think anybody that would complain about this kind of thing needs to pump the brakes and think back about, was it 10 years ago, 15, 12 years ago? Not that long ago where the Blues had some games that weren't televised at all. Right. I mean, there were still there were still a ton of people that didn't get cable, in you know when they had you know what oh, ten yeah. games on KPLR. Yeah, right. Uh, that's I, I'll listen to everything else on the radio, right? <laughs> yeah. Remember Prime Sports? Oh my God! Prime Sports when that that was when they left uh, free TV KPLR. Yep. And you know it was on KPLR. You didn't get you didn't get like 10, 12 games televised or whatever it was on KPLR. Um, yeah. And but. And then they went to Prime Sports, where every game was. I bought almost every game was, and uh, yeah, that was a big deal. That was the first time you had to pay for Blues hockey. You had to su- subscribe to. You had to buy cable if you didn't have cable. Yeah. Um, so I think my parents. Well, that's when my parents got cable. Prime Sports. Yeah, that's that's when my family got it. Right? Yep. That was the first. We we didn't have cable. I think we're we're the second last family in America to get a microwave, and the, <laughs> the last family in America to get cable TV. So, did you ever get um, a VCR? Was it? Or was it? Just... <laughs> oh, that that we were we were uh, in the last hundred families to get a VCR too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were we were technologically challenged. Which is, you know, explains why I have, you know, in our new house, we have six TVs <laughs> and, and, and they're all connected to the internet. Yeah, of course, you have to. TVs are so cheap I'm nowadays. overcompensating for my childhood. Oh, uh, and, and my, my, my aunt, she had, I think, one of the first VCRs in the family, if not the first, very first one. And it was a top-loading mm. VCR. Remember those? Yeah. You put the, yeah. you know, the yeah. little thingy jacks and it pops up and you put the tape on the top. And you push the thing down. Yeah. And then you would, no, uh, my 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 neighbor's dad, and he still has it, had wow. a top loading Betamax. Oh, that's probably worth some money. I mean, those things are expensive. You can't find them. They're hard to find. Yeah. I go on eBay. Yeah, they're not cheap. I'm, I'm sure it is. You think a VCR but, or a Beta would be like cheap on eBay? Oh no, I think they're kind of expensive because people that have yeah. tapes they need to play them, and uh, I think people know that and they can charge more for them. I don't know. I think yeah. people had, still have tapes. He had an awesome collection of like not stuff recorded off of cable, but he had like the the first three Friday the thirteenth movies mm-hmm. in original sleeve on Betamax. And wow. Wow. he had a ton of stuff just like that. So back in the day when movies cost ninety bucks to buy. 
Yeah, he so he if I remember correctly, the Friday the 13th copy he had uh, had a sticker from Peaches. I don't know if you remember Peaches record store. No, and I do yeah, not. they were they were on Hampton Avenue and it seventy nine ninety nine for a damn movie. Wow. I remember seeing that. I, I remember as a kid seeing the prices of movies to buy. And I was like, you got to be kidding. I went to Tipton, which is a appliance mm-hmm. store. And appliance right. stores always rented the tapes because they sold the VCRs. So they would they would also rent tapes. And uh, and I want to correct something that Cam Wex had on the on the air. They were talking about on the air. And uh, it was Dave Glover the other day. He was saying that, uh, well, he was talking about back when VHS tapes were 80, 90 bucks to buy. And uh, he goes in and places like Blockbuster, you know, they'd buy, you know, 50 copies uh, or 100 copies of, of a movie and they'd pay 90 bucks a piece. And I'm like, hold up. No, they didn't. No, that's yeah, I think people who watch the documentary, I think Kevin Smith explains it pretty well. The the uh, director, the producer, uh, not to bore everyone, but Blockbuster cut a deal with the movie studios and they would give them a percentage of the sales uh, of rentals that they would do. And so that, and then they would buy the movies for like 10 bucks a piece, not 90. So they'd buy them for 10 bucks a piece that allowed them to buy 50 or hundred copies of a movie. And then they'd give the movie companies a, a, a cut of their rentals, the money they made. And then that's how they put the mom and pop shops out of business. Cause mom and pop shops didn't have that deal and they'd have to pay 80, 90 bucks for a tape and they could only buy like two copies. You know, they can only afford that. So that's that was the beginning of the end for the small mom and pop uh, video rental stores. Uh, Matt Harris says, Betamax, isn't that what they recorded the moon landing on? <laughs> that was super Probably. eight, wasn't it? It's a super eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, and I, I don't know what Divide by Zero said in the YouTube chat, but I'm going to read it anyway. It's just because it's like three lines long. I think it's going to be good. It's, it's, it is. It's insightful. Okay. I didn't proofread it. <laughs> uh, he says, I was talking to some kids about how dangerous the Edison light bulb was, and they just looked at me blankly. I then realized that they had never saw one, not even going to try mentioning a VCR. <laughs> yeah. The Edison light bulb would, uh, could explode, right? And catch fire. I think. Yep. Yeah. 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 Technology has come a long way. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. The, yeah, the the new house, most of the lighting in here is LED, like built-in LED. It's, That's it's cool. pretty awesome. I went and I I changed all my bulbs uh, after I moved in this house to uh, all LED bulbs. Yeah. I, I don't I don't like changing bulbs. They last a long time. Yep. Um, I think that's gonna wrap up this shoe. Any uh, interesting comments we got in the YouTube chat here? Let's see. Oh, Matt Harris says, mistrust of Blues Doctors. Tarasenko has entered the chat. Nice. Um, and Jeff Ponder says, there's the comment of the show. I agree. That's a good comment. Um, <laughs> Jeff says, uh, Bill on Torpchenko, I hope he's not rushing back too quickly. Yeah, nice. I did say that. You did. You can't slip much past Ponder unless you're COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we love you, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. Um, uh, thank you for the contributions in the YouTube chat. Oh, we didn't talk about O'Reilly too much. I think as far as how this affects, uh, like the Kyrie and Thomas signings, and how it affects O'Reilly. Um, 
just real quick, Bill. Uh, I, I think I think this might mean Barbashev is gone. I thought he was gone before, but I'm yeah. not sure how they're going to fit him under the cap with O'Reilly. I think they probably try and sign O'Reilly. He may have to take a little less, would he not? Like four yeah. or five million. Yeah, no. What what uh, what I said in the chat, um, I'll reiterate. I think he'll do. You know, I think he, I think we could make a three year uh, three year deal uh, structure at five and a half, five and four, or four and a half. I think he'd take that. Um, you know, he he likes it here, and uh, you know, he's he's legend. He's he's the <laughs> Con Smythe winner of our uh, Stanley Cup champion team. Yep. So. He's 31. See him stick around. Yeah, he's 31. So you got to think he's gonna. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play his agent. You know, when he talks to Armstrong, you know, we want a five-year deal. He was 31. Yeah. I can see him say, asking for something that takes him to 36. You know, and then Armstrong comes back yeah. with a three, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So, so settle on a four, and that last year is only three, three and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's making seven and a half now. And uh, and so is Tarasenko, and they both expire at the end of the season. So that's 15 million off the books if neither one are retained. Um, yeah, but just in time oh, for wait. Thomas is and uh, finally off next year too. <laughs> uh, Scandell is not. He goes. He has two more seasons. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus Christ! I know. It's just, it's, a, it's like that, it's like it's like the worst deal ever. It's like it's like right. how I felt about Berglund. I'm like, is his contract over yet? He still has two more fucking years. <laughs> wait, who who did he trade? Who was the GM of the Flyers when we traded him with Tara? Was that Hextall? That was. That was Hextall. I think it was Hextall. Yeah. Yeah. He's is, is he in Pittsburgh or he went to is, is where... Pittsburgh. Yes, he did. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. that's where he is. That so. sounds familiar. Yeah. Call him up, Doug. <laughs> right. Right. So fifteen million coming out the books, uh just in time for uh Cairo and Thomas's uh sixteen point two five total contracts to kick in. Um, and then Barbashev's a, a UFA after the season. He makes 2.25 now. If he has a similar season this year, he's going to want a nice raise. Um, yeah, I don't think he'll get that here. Um, unless those trades or moves to be made. A lot can happen between now and the end of the season. So I don't like to say so-and-so is definitely gone. Um, you know, someone could get traded. Someone could have a career-ending injury, God forbid. Um, so you never quite know with how things are going to pan out. So... Um, but as of right now, the way it looks, if everything stays the same, it doesn't look good for Barbershop. I think he's a, he'll be a casualty of the cap, I think. But uh, we shall see. That would suck. That would suck. I like Barbershop. He's, he's one of those quality, yeah. real, uh, really good depth guy. Right. And, you know, last year he had a, he had a really, really strong offensive season and then just couldn't do anything in the playoffs. So. Right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockin'thatidlife.com for more information. That's rockin'thatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockin'thatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Easy for me to say. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up Episode 57 of Season 
10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. And I think probably we'll have, uh, we'll launch season 11 probably in the next couple weeks, something like that. So uh, look out for the launch of season 11 with Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest running podcast in St. Louis. The morning after, you bunch of liars. <laughs> We've been going longer than you have. Did you, I, I told you that I saw that. I heard that on the radio. The morning after Ooh. claim. The morning after claim they're the longest running podcast in St. Louis. I'm like, no, you are not. I want to say we are. 11 years. <laughs> We're on the big screen in the Ponder household. That's a beautiful tweet, Jeff. Of course we are. How, do, how does we look? <laughs> um, Washed out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't use the flash when you take a picture of a TV. That's rule number one of photography. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show uh, once we finally got going live. Thanks, Stage 10. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Bill Day and the Missing in Action, Jeff Ponder, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.